Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning, happy Tuesday, welcome to the show. What is going on? Let's rock and roll. Let's do some radio. Let's, let's hang out. Mike Florio. Our buddy from Pro Football Talk will be on the program in one hour. And if you like seeing people have their their uh, their ribs busted, right, their chops busted, and who aren't super sensitive about it, a pretty funny thing over on Pro Football Talk where uh, Chris Sims taped Florio, who will be on in an hour again, at the Vegas airport, Trying to play a $3 slot machine with a dollar. I don't know why I found it so mesmerizing. It's very funny. You can uh, you can check it out. We're going to give Pretty Daddy a hard time, but less. Because he, 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 he's been feeling kind of sensitive. He's been feeling picked on. Apparently there's snow in New York, and that's a whole thing. Uh, so if you want to be nice to Pretty Daddy, at Pretty Daddy CBS. You can even call 855-212-4CBS and say hi to Tom. His, name is, his real name is Tom DeCelestino. He's pretty daddy to us. A uh, couple international phenoms, one in batting practice, one in an actual game that was so dominant it looked like he was in batting practice, are worth a little time and attention. Shohei Otani for the Dodgers was just cranking balls out of the park, a little, little spring training warm-up. It looked like it was AI-generated. I actually had to go and just make sure I wasn't being fooled on the Twitter. And Victor Webinyama, the... Phenom of a rookie was amazing last night in an actual game. So we're going to just let those guys shine, take up a little bit of the show, a little bit of the program. We'll sneak in some NBA power rankings. We've got a riveting buy or sell. And because Super Bowl champions deserve a little more assessment of their excellence, and because guys like Patrick Mahomes can, I think, inadvertently, Take all the oxygen out of the room. Sometimes we're just we took we did a hard pause, right? Little take a breath, and we're gonna circle back and give Spags some more of his flowers. Defensive coordinator for the Chiefs is now as a coordinator won four four Super Bowls. Also a reminder, and again, I don't want to do the segment an hour and a half early because that's at the end of the show. It's also a reminder that you can fail miserably at one thing, rise to a level where you fail, 
and still be exceptional at the thing that got you there. And if you go back to that, you can succeed again. Steve Spagnuolo was not a great head coach. Not a great head coach. He is an extraordinary defensive coordinator, which might give hope to some of the guys out there who have gotten some of these jobs, taking the step so-called back. Again, 855-2124-CBS. You know, I know, everybody knows the Chiefs are utterly and totally dominant. In fact, I got some pushback on my homes as the greatest of all time. We just don't know it yet, including from my good friend, listener Kenny in Dubuque, Iowa. And here's the deal. You can throw whatever stats you want at me. I know how many Tom Brady won. Bunch of people using Jordan comparisons. Let me just answer the question about Mahomes before we get into who can stop this. Who can, at least in the AFC, derail the Mahomes machine from winning again and again and again and again and again? Calling Mahomes the GOAT isn't getting ahead of the game in a way that's inappropriate. It's getting ahead of the game in a way that's true that people just don't want to accept yet. It would be like saying after Jordan's first three-peat, Oh my God, this dude is better than Kareem. This dude is better than Magic. This dude is blah, 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 and he's going to get there. It's like calling Tiger the best of all time when he got to eight or nine, whatever number you want to throw out there. It's true, even if Mahomes hasn't technically crossed every T and dotted every I. Now, you got to go out there and you got to win. And at least in the AFC, these, are, these Chiefs are the team to beat. These guys are the, t- are the guys to beat. It's the team to beat. Odds came out. Mahomes ruefully was asked about it. And next year's Super Bowl favorites are the Niners. It's kind of a silly joke. It's kind of funny. I don't know why the Chiefs are always the underdogs. But they're not the underdogs in the AFC. And by the way, the Chiefs have some moves they have to make. This was the year, and we talked about this yesterday, when Kansas City under Mahomes in this six-year run of utter dominance, three Super Bowl wins, four appearances, six consecutive AFC Championship games were supposed to be at their most vulnerable. Mahomes threw for 4,183 yards this season, which, by the way, is a lot, but it's the second few of his career, only threw for less in 2019 when he played only 14 games. All right. You got to go figure out Chris Jones, who's a free agent, turns 30 this summer. And as you know, as I know, the National Football League has a hard cap, and so sometimes there are difficult decisions that have to be made. Good news for the Chiefs, including on their receiving core, because they were atrocious this season. 44 drop passes this year, and Rasheed Rice was the guy, the rookie, almost had a 1,000-yard receiving season, was their leading receiver. The Chiefs are going to have to go out there, and they're going to have to spend some money. Now, Mahomes' cap hit will come down a little bit. It was the highest it's going to be in this contract this past season at $37 million and change, and so it's, there's a little bit of flexibility there. But the big obstacle to the Chiefs, look, Andy Reid is 60. If you want to be optimistic in the AFC, Andy Reid is 66 in a few weeks. Spags, who I talked about, is in his mid-60s. He's 64. And Travis Kelsey looked like he was 64 after that game. He's actually 34. Even dancing with Tay-Tay at, uh, was that XS, I think? I went there once. I can't believe I got in. It's a whole other story for another time. He looked He looked ancient. But the Chiefs still have the most important component to greatness you can have, and that's Patrick Mahomes. They also have Andy Reid still, and we mentioned Spags. We'll talk about him later. They are the team to beat. And so let's just go through. I was, I was thinking about yesterday, what are the true obstacles in the AFC? Because as much as I hate sometimes Twitter and X, it is amazing to capture 
the zeitgeist sometimes, the, the, the mood of something that's going on. And the multitude of GIFs and movie clips out there centered around the idea of, oh, my God, first we had Tom Brady dominating the AFC and the NFL, and then we thought we had parody, and now we have Mahomes, is really funny. I also think it's interesting that so many of them are breaking bad clips. I guess it just speaks to the darkness. of. There's like 38 different breaking bad clips that summarize this feeling of we went from one AFC dictator to another AFC dictator. Here, if you hope for a knight in shining armor clad in a, a jersey that's not Chiefs red, here are your options. Let me, let me full disclosure you. I want the Chiefs to win 11 in a row, okay? I, 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 I like the Mahomes story. I just I like it. I like greatness. I didn't really like Brady. Fortunately, I like him now. That Duncan commercial was really funny. But generally, Tiger, LeBron, Jordan, those even even Kershaw when he kept failing. I I want to see greatness succeed at the highest levels. I hope Wemby becomes the best player in the history of the NBA because it's fun. Because that's what sports are about. I'm not watching for mediocrity. I don't think there are many options to derail the Chiefs outside of the Chiefs or bad luck. And I'm gonna put this into th- I'm gonna put this into th- four tiers. All right, there's the actual threat. Okay, there's the interesting question mark. There's the two teams that I think the Chiefs have emotionally destroyed and closed the window on, but maybe I'm wrong. And there's the rising powers that are possibly out there. And, and let me say this too. And I, I've talked about this before the Super Bowl, and I hit it yesterday. True, great. And I've seen people coming up with the same conclusion. I'm not going to pretend they listen to this show and they're just stealing the idea because it's not that original. But true greats devour, consume other people's legacies. Jordan did it. Tiger did it. It's just, it's, it's a reality. Mahomes is doing it. Let's start with the actual threat. Sometimes people count backwards. We're not going to do that. We're going to go with the, the biggest threat to the, to the smallest threat. But it is, it is the National Football League. And the reality in the NFL is parity outside of Mahomes is real. And you can have champions come from nowhere. You can have teams come together that you don't see being a threat. Take the Detroit Lions. They have the third best odds next year to be Super Bowl champions. All right. The Bengals, right? You know this. I know this. Cincinnati actually can beat Kansas City. I know this because they, they've done it. Now, Joe Burrow's got to be healthy. He was not healthy most of this past season. He was not healthy at the start of his career. When he's on the field, he's exceptional. And one of the things that Burrow has that you don't have in Josh Allen and you don't have, with all due respect to my good friend Ephraim Salam, who was on yesterday in Lamar Jackson, and that you don't have with anybody out there, except maybe Purdy. Purdy did walk off the field with a lead against Kansas City every single moment of that Super Bowl. What Burrow has is a fearlessness in the face of Patrick Mahomes, and that is rare. You can have quarterbacks say that they're not afraid of him. It's not true. You can have quarterbacks say that they're not worried about Mahomes. It's not true. Burrow is gifted with an insane level of self-confidence, and it is paired with obviously massive football talent, and it's important. Joe Burrow's rarefied air of self-belief, even by the standards of quarterbacks in the National Football League, is a remarkably important force field and secret weapon against Mahomes. Because you can't be pretending that you think you belong against Mahomes. You can't try to trick yourself into it. You can't go, and I'm not making fun of mental health, you can't go to your sports psychologist and say, help me get there. You have to innately believe it. And in the National Football League, I don't think there's a single guy who innately believes he's going to best Mahomes every time he plays him, other than Joe Burrow. And it's not just the fact that he's 3-1 and against the Chiefs in his career. 
under Mah- with Mahomes. It's always been Mahomes for Burrow. It's the fact, if you remember, you go back to New Burrow's time in the NFL, he would just say things when we didn't think they'd be very good along the lines of, yeah, we're, we're, we expect to be in the Super Bowl. We expect to win this game. We expect to win the division. We expect to compete at the top of the AFC. And reporters like me used to be in these scrums would roll their eyes. And, oh, that's fine. That's cute. And it was true. Burrow believed it, and it was real. Now, Burrow only played 10 games this past season because of that calf injury and, and what, season-ending wrist injury, and he was banged up for some of the games that he played in. The guy is 5-2 and two in the postseason. He has reached the Super Bowl. I think it's critical to point out that that Super Bowl he reached by going through Arrowhead and beating Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And I keep throwing the stat at you as, a, as an example of Mahomes' greatness, but let's use it as Burrow's a real threat. Patrick Mahomes has lost in his six years starting in the National Football League Three playoff games. Two were Tom Brady, but one, by the way, always in the AFC Championship or later. Incredible. One was to Burrow. Now, Burrow's going to be ready for the start of next year. He is 27 years old, so like a year, year and a half younger than Mahomes. The The Bengals are the real threat. The problem becomes, I still think the Chiefs are better, and the problem becomes Burrow has to be healthy. But maybe Burrow can be Manning to... Mahomes, Chiefs. And, 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 and we got people who are just huge Peyton Manning fans, and it feels like I'm taking shots. Manning is the best quarterback I've ever seen who won multiple Super Bowls who did not play at the level he should have in the playoffs. If we're doing real talk, that's real talk, okay? First Super Bowl Manning won, he threw more interceptions than he did touchdowns in that Super Bowl run. That, that Colts defense just was on, got, on, got on fire. All right. Burrow's different. So maybe it's even like a higher level of that competition. The next category for me is just going to be a question mark, and I don't know. But I think it's not worth dismissing. And, and this is actually, it's, I think it, the fact this is the second most likely team, to me, speaks to how hard it is to take down Mahomes. The reason you have all these movies where people try to take down the dictator or the, or uh, what's the, the, the thing with the eye and, and Lord of the Rings, whatever that guy's name is, whatever, the colossal strength. It's because it's, people like David versus Goliath stories. The problem is in real life, Goliath wins. He's huge. David's small. It's a slingshot. It's not going to work. That's reality. So Jim Harbaugh and the Chargers, look, maybe hard to hit a monster in the eye of the slingshot. Maybe they can do it. I, I do think Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers is worthy of at least a, okay, possible category. And we talked about this a lot when, when Harbaugh won the national championship with Michigan, when he was courted, we think, by multiple NFL teams, and when he clearly went, obviously, to Los Angeles, where I'm sitting, to the Chargers to be the head coach. All the guy does is win. San Diego won 83% of his game. Stanford won. Remember, that Stanford program is garbage since he left. Almost 73% of his games won almost 70% of his games with the Niners and reached three straight NFC championship games and a Super Bowl Ironically, with the Niners, the same, very similar vibe to what's going on with Shanahan. But he, he did not have a world-class quarterback. He just didn't. And he won 80% almost, 77.5% of his games in Michigan. Most importantly, at the end of that long run, nearly a decade, not quite that long, he beat Ohio State again and again and again, made the college football playoff a couple years in a row, won this year. The guy's a winner. And the challenge of taking on Ohio State for Michigan, I think, is similar to the challenge of taking on Mahomes in the AFC, and in this case, the AFC West, because it is the big dog, because there is this sort of mental edge, because there is this belief that this is a lopsided rivalry. Harbaugh has met those challenges before, but he has never gone up with a Goliath the size and the skill of a Patrick Mahomes. 
I think, and there's a lot they need to do. They are in cap hell. They need to fix the culture. I do not think it's likely, if even if it becomes a reasonable possibility, I don't think it's this year. I think you've got to give Harbaugh time. He's won everywhere he's gone, but he's he's really competed as things have gone on, especially at Michigan. Similar level of challenge. Good news, Justin Herbert is 26 years old. The, the mental force field that you need to beat Mahomes I don't think is there yet, but maybe Harbaugh can imbue in Herbert that sort of weird self-confidence, that that awkward guy, likability, arrogance meets winning that Harbaugh sort of permeates into the universe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. The, the next category for me, I know we're going long, I'll, I'll go quick, I just think it's so interesting, are the two teams that should be good enough but I think are emotionally broken. It's the Bills and the Ravens. I thought the Bills window closed a few years ago. I know people love the Ravens. I just, I think you saw it. I, I think every time you go and you beat a team like Buffalo in Buffalo, or you beat a team like the Ravens and you force Lamar Jackson to have a couple turnovers, I think it gets in their head. I'm not, that force field thing is real. The ability to not be afraid of Patrick Mahomes is real. It's like if you're a golfer. If you golf like I golf, you can't swing too hard. You can't be forcing it. If you're thinking about the fact that you're going to shank the ball, you're going to shank the ball. That's why I shoot 111 sometimes. Patrick Mahomes makes you think about Patrick Mahomes and not what you're supposed to be doing. And, and then there's another category, which is the kind of catch-on, maybe teams that can make a big jump. None of these I believe, but one of them I think can maybe get to where we'll think it's true next year before Mahomes does to them what he just did to the Ravens. I think Miami's interesting. I'm, not, I'm still in on Miami and Mike McDaniel. And I know two is probably not going to beat Mahomes, but maybe, maybe like in the totality of that team if they can build it, but I'm not really buying it. I think the Browns are interesting. If Deshaun Watson could ever get back to the level he was at before, he was the closest we saw statistically to Mahomes when Mahomes came into the league with him, ironically. I think the Texans are interesting with C.J. Stroud. Now, I think that is a long shot, and it's probably two years down the road, but two years in the NFL might as well be five in the NBA and 13 in Major League Baseball in terms of how quickly you can build something. And I'm still going to go Jags. And maybe I'm missing some other teams. But you look at all that, and the reality is this. All these Davids with all these slingshots have very little chance. And odds are the Goliath of the National Football League that is Patrick Mahomes is going to continue to squash and plunder and take and win and dominate. Sorry. If you want a different answer, look to Joe Burrow and a bunch of guys who probably have very little chance. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. Uh, I got a story about losing my temper in a competition. Let me get a little advice from Tommy over here because he's calm. And we've got two phenoms in two very different sports who shined their greatness on their respective games last night. We'll get into Otani and Wemby next here on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Writer Than You. Can I say fourth and medium? No, we say fourth and long, we say fourth and short. Why can't we say fourth and medium in the National Football League? I think it makes sense. I'm going to do it. The Niners were at fourth and medium. I just made up a new term. On CBS Sports Radio. When I was younger, my grandfather, who lived in Des Moines, Iowa, and I would visit all the time, told me to talk slower. Grandpa, I'm, I'm still trying. I'm a fast talker, Tom. Do you think I'm a fast talker? I haven't been told whether I talk no. slow or fast or not. No, I think you're a, a medium talker. Ooh, okay. Like, like I think you just like speaking to people so much. That it slows you down because you put out your doing. There you go. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I like talking. Colin Cowherd once told me, uh, I can't do a cowherd. Pretty good at radio, kid, but uh, you should listen to some other people for pacing. Like, okay, great. I realize now. <laughs> Slow down. Speaking. Yeah, it's a true story. I have a great story about that meeting, but I won't tell it now. Uh, speaking of Des Moines, Iowa, let's go out there and talk to John about. Uh, who the hell can stop Mahomes? John, thank you for listening in my in my home state. Appreciate you. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Local hero here you are. And um, <laughs> before I get into my Mahomes uh, Burrow take, I wanted to mention that I used to do what you do about 20 years ago. And not as well, but I did it in the same form. And I appreciate your show so much because of the depth of thinking that you do on issues and um, there's just so much, just the hot take back and forth, two guys arguing radio that I just, that's what kind of chased me out of the business. Not voluntarily, of course. I just wasn't good at that. So that's <laughs> why I wound up out of the business. But what, you talk about pacing. I learned pacing starting a job on a sports talk radio station in Phoenix that didn't have any sports teams and had been a Spanish language station the week before. And so we had no callers. And I was doing four hours. And that's when I learned pacing. That's when I learned that I had to talk significantly slower to get one from one break to the next without using up all the stuff that I had prepared in the show. So That's funny. Well, thank you for the kind words, John. I appreciate you, buddy. So Burl and, and beat Mahomes in that game we all remember a few years ago. But my thinking on that, Mahomes was concussed in that game, Bill. I remember watching that game in the fourth quarter. They kept showing him on the sideline, and he had this really glazed look on the face. I think this was pre-Blue Tent. I think this was the last year before they had the Blue Tent. But they still were supposed to be noticing hits to the head, 
that might have caused a concussion. And he got a, a doozy, and I think it might have even been right before halftime. And he came out, and the second half, he did not play like Mahomes had ever played. He, he threw interceptions. He, he scrambled backwards once. Now, this is vague. Well, I didn't go look this up and check the play-by-play and see, so, because I have a real job now. I can't do that. But, but I wanted to throw it at you to see if you have any memory of that, that game, and Mahomes just not ever being Mahomes in the second half of that game against Cincinnati. John, appreciate the call, man. Thanks for the, for the kind words. I love it, fellow Iowan, fellow radio guy. My memory, Tom, is of the short of the excuse making, and I don't mean that in a bad way, in a, in a real way, of Mahomes is him being very banged up physically in the Tampa Bay Super Bowl. Is my memory. I do not have a good recall of that AFC Championship game against against um, Cincinnati. Do you? I do in the sense that Mahomes did not play well in the second half, but I do not recall uh, pondering whether he had a concussion or not. I'm with you on the Tampa Bay Super Bowl. Yeah, but he I had don't a bum I, leg or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't have a recall on whether I felt he had a concussion or not, which might be true. I just don't remember. This is this is the, the deal. This is how unbeatable he feels like. Is that you almost have to remember, maybe accurately. Or not, because I, I, I can't remember that. Reasons he didn't win when he didn't win. It's so hard to get your mind around Mahomes failing. And I always bring this up because I just find it fascinating that one of the two times that he lost to Brady, and he lost to Brady, he lost to him, also at Arrowhead, also in an AFC Championship game, in this case, obviously, when Tom Brady was a Patriot. But it was it was the, the overtime rules where if you got the ball first and you scored a touchdown, you just won the game, and you knew whoever won that coin flip, it's seared in my memory, was just going to take the ball, whether it was Brady or Mahomes, go down the field and win that game. And the Patriots won the coin flip. So there's very few things that have, that have felled Mahomes that I can remember. Maybe he was banged up in that Bengals game. We'll, we'll effort it. Hey, um, I don't know if you know this about me, Tommy. I'm a very competitive guy, and I can get pretty angry when I lose at things, as I think you know, I may have said this on the radio once. I'm not proud of this. My wife, who's smarter than me, uh, we've been dating for a long time. Once when she beat me, and now in fairness, she would rub it in my face. I once picked up a Scrabble board and threw it across the floor. <laughs> and we lost one of the letters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's good to see you took that well. Yeah, I'm a real, I'm a real class act. Um... My dad used to refuse to play Monopoly with the family because he gets so angry, and I understand now. <laughs> I, I, um, I've been playing. We got an Xbox for my son Henry, a little a reward when he does well at school, when he reads. Okay, he's 11, and we've been playing some FIFA, and I'll beat him, and he'll beat me, whatever. My younger brother Bobby, who lives in Denver, also has a console, and, and on FIFA you can play you can play online. I first got FIFA. He beat me like 8 nothing. I was very angry, but I had never I didn't know how to even push the buttons, so I, I basically stopped playing with him, but been practicing. Played him for the first time in four months yesterday. Didn't go well, Tommy. <laughs> didn't go well. <laughs> it was really demoralizing. What was the, what was the final score? Well, first game was two one. I lost. I thought, okay, I'm in this, this is great. And yeah, then that's he not made bad some, at all. Not bad. Then he made some adjustments. Then he beat me five zero. But it turned out I was pushing the wrong button to sprint. So that was part of the problem. Oops. 
real real savant here with the video games. I used to be so good at video games, then I got a life. Uh, and uh, Ouch. No, I don't mean in that sense. I mean I got a job and kids. Right, and, right, right. You know. Got a life, bro, losers. Just kidding. <laughs> I love video games. And uh, so then I, I, I circled back last night when I figured out how to sprint. Because my kid was beating me, and he never beats me. And then I, then I, Henry was lying to me. I'm like, which button is the sprint button? He's like, I don't know. I think it's the top one. It wasn't. He beat me like four straight games. Like, what is happening here? <laughs> then, uh, so I played Bobby again. I lost. I lost three nothing. Um, I almost threw something. So any, any, you seem like you hold a lot of rage in your heart. Any, <laughs> any advice on how to just kind of, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I do hold a lot of rage. That's that's a that's a good eye by you. That is an accurate heart. statement. Yeah. I could, yep. Yeah, I really don't because um I used to throw things at televisions and okay. scream into pillows and um I did not handle I haven't played video games in a long, long time. I did as a kid, I did growing up. I wouldn't handle losing or not beating, you know, certain rounds. I wouldn't handle those things very yep. well at all. I don't know what it says about character if you're a bad loser, but it's not good, and I have it. So that's just... As do I. That's where I am. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons I used to play a lot of hoops and now play a lot of tennis is it was a... This is a lie. I was going to say it's a good practice to control my temper. That's not why. I just like to compete and win. But controlling my temper is an important part of that uh, equation. Um, I don't know if you saw this yesterday. and by I don't know if you saw this. It's actually just a verbal trick because I know you saw it because we discussed it. Shohei Otani did batting practice with the Dodgers, and it was amazing to watch the. And they they had the angle, they had the angle of the camera in a really cool spot, and the way that that the ball jumped off his bat, and it was and look home run. Okay, it's batting practice, but just the way the ball exploded off his bat again and again and again, and it was amazing, and. I've only seen Otani play a couple times in person. I took Henry, my son, um, to an Angels game last year, and we we or this past season, and we actually went with Tom DiBenedetto and 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 Tom's fiance, Tommy, who's the executive producer of the Jim Rome Show, and it is true that that everything Otani does in person is is incredible, is mesmerizing. It's it, it is literally what I would imagine what it would be like to watch Taylor Swift walk around for two hours is what it was to just see Otani come out of the batter's box and to just and to warm up. And obviously when he played, and he played really well in the game we're at, that's a whole other level. It hit me yesterday watching this just batting, it's just batting practice, how huge, how much bigger I think he's going to be with the Dodgers. And he's not even going to pitch this year. Wait till he actually starts pitching. Did you you saw this right? Did you have the same reaction? I thought it was amazing. I did, and like you said, it's batting practice, so I don't want to get too crazy here. Over what twenty one swings and ten of them went over the fence. It wasn't even about the home run. Like I don't care where the ball went. It was just watching the mystique and like the aura of this guy. And I know for people who didn't watch the batting practice video, they're rolling their eyes at us right now. Watch but it. go watch, watch it. it. Go watch, watch it. it because this dude is different. He's just different. He is. The most exciting baseball player, not saying best yet, although I think he's, he is that, he is the most mesmerizing baseball player that I have seen since, for me, I'm going to go, I'm old enough, I'm going to go Ricky Henderson. Like, Ricky Henderson, back when stolen bases mattered, and leading off the game with a home run was significantly interesting, especially on those on those A's teams. He 
it was almost as if Ricky Henderson were playing a different sport than everyone else in the field, and that's what it feels like with Otani. I think I think he supersedes both those guys, Barry Bonds, in large part for the reasons that right that obviously felt a little enhanced, a little hollow. Who I'm trying to think, Tom, who else would be on a list? I mean, Mark Grace. Oh, that's just for me. No. <laughs> I enjoy. I that love every, Mark Grace. I enjoy. I every love time Mark Grace so much. We got to get Mark Grace on the show. All right. Um, you've been efforting that for two years. Ouch! That, that came out of nowhere. That, that, <laughs> it that really did. It re- well, because you don't actually effort things. I have efforted in the past. It's been a while. In the past, I reached out to his foundation, and um, I got nowhere. Um, I'm just gonna move on from that. Who? I'm trying to think. Who else would be on that? There are some pitchers. I. I, I think. I think Mad Bum at the height of his powers was pretty interesting. I think Randy Johnson, especially in the playoffs. But I, for me, a pitcher—I mean, a pitcher is not pitch, is not playing every day. I, it's a different, it's a different, it's a different level of impact. Anybody else you want to put on that list? I mean, for me, for an everyday player, just because I was that right age when he started playing, Albert Pujols was that player for me. No, you don't get to. No, he, no, he's he was just different, man. He was different than everybody else. You know what? There was a Ted Williams esque. I hate to admit this as a Cubs fan. There was a Ted Williams esque mystique. You're right to Pujols because he he was one of the greatest hitters I've ever seen. He did everything. And what's crazy about Pujols is he came out of nowhere. Not highly scouted. Not highly coveted. When he came up with the Cardinals, man, in 1999 or 2000, summer of 2001, somewhere in that range, he um. He was he was just a guy. And then overnight, he was a top four player in baseball. All right. Otani. He nailed it, special. by the way. 2001. I mean, he was the yeah, guy replacing Mark McGuire. Yeah. yeah, it was a big... Those are, the thing is, like, it, it, his Pujols legacy faded a little bit, too, because of his time at the A's. And obviously, McGuire and Sosa's legacies and Bonds faded because of non-baseball-related things. And and maybe for some, Ricky Henderson's faded, not for me, because he just couldn't stop playing. So he would play in random leagues. I mean, I think he played in the Dubuque County Fair League for a while. That's not real, but you, you, you get my point. The Wiffle Ball, the International Wiffle Ball League. Otani has the potential to be as big or bigger than all of those guys. Even as a hitter and his speed. Anyway, the guy's amazing. Uh, Victor Webanyama was absolutely incredible last night. We're going to talk about his historic triple-double as an entryway point into NBA power rankings after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogish. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 
Welcome back to Writer Than You. I want Bob Seger, Jay-Z, you two. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb. That trio is not doing next year's Super Bowl. <laughs> it's what I want, though. It's the combo that I want. Wow. Okay. Yep, yep. That is that, that's something right there. On CBS Sports Radio. I don't understand your reaction to what would be musical magic. That is an, an eclectic trio you got there? I would argue that most people listen to a variety of music, and in their, fo- I listen to my music in my phone, consume a variety of music on any given day. Do you think, I would agree with that point wholeheartedly, do you think those three acts that you just mentioned, yes. U2, Jay-Z, yes. Bob Seger, yes. do you th- the key. Yeah. <laughs> do you think they've ever been in the same building, the same arena at the same time? Well, clearly you two and Jay-Z have been in the same space. So I would agree. really asking me about Bob and the Silver Bullet Band, Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Let's hope so. Let's hope the universe is that, is that magical of a place. It's magical enough that, that Victor Wembenyama, who, oh my God, this guy is so, this guy is so good. Uh, this is the young phenom out of France who was taken with the number one overall pick last summer by the Spurs who many people have predicted could be, people think he could be the best player of all time. And that is a, I know, ridiculous and silly thing to um, suggest as possible. But he's just, he's seven four, seven three. His wingspan is insane. He's got a handle. He can shoot the three. Last night, he became the first player in NBA history with at least 25 points, 10 blocks, and two threes in a game. He is the first player with 10 blocks and 5 assists in fewer than 30 minutes. He did it really quickly. He leads the NBA in blocks per game. And he's the first rookie in history with 150 blocks, 150 assists, and 50 steals in a season since Tim Duncan did it. Uh, We have almost 30 games left in the Spurs season. Last night, he had a 10-block triple-double. 27 points, 14 rebounds. By the way, had 5 assists, 10 blocks, Made 10 of his 14 shots. Didn't even play 30 minutes in that game. Uh, Last three players with a 25-10-5-10 game. David Robinson, he's pretty good. Akeem Olajuwon, he was pretty good. And Victor Wembanyama, who is really, really, really good. Oh, and by the way, I I know it's the Raptors. Spurs won the game, too. And they were able to sit... They don't play Wemby a lot of minutes. They're, they're managing very carefully. This guy is sensational. And because of him, now they, they need a point guard. They need a lot of things. It's early. This season's about teaching a young team and getting Wemby where, where they want him to be. Because of Wemby Yama's presence, someday Greg Popovich will accomplish the thing that he has always coveted, and that is a place on these power rankings. Some will rise. Others will fall. Let the ranking begin on Writer Than You's NBA Power Rankings. Before you push five, I'm going to go through this. Then I want you to tell me what you think I'm missing. Who you think I'm missing, even though it's intentional. Okay? Intentional. So like, I have to like spot the mistake almost. It's not a mistake. It's the correct thinking that pushes back against groupthink and doesn't fall victim to the standings. Okay? Groupthink is no think, right? Groupthink is no think. It's power rankings. It's not, please look at the standings and put them in order for me. All right. 
number five. Give me the Clippers, baby. I Look, the Clippers are such a concern if you're putting money on these guys to go deep or you're investing real emotional capital if you're one of the 11 Clippers fans here in Los Angeles. But because of Kawhi Leonard's health concerns and Paul George's health concerns and James Harden uh, being a part of the team when the postseason rolls around and turning back into a into a pumpkin. But right now, they have been so good, so deep, so impressive. I actually think there's an executive of the year award that's possible for that front office. I think that Ty Lue as a coach of the year is not an impossibility. We'll see what happens in the playoffs, but they are really, really good. And they're fun, too. Number four. I know they last they lost... I couldn't talk on HQ yesterday. I'll tell this story in a minute. It was so embarrassing. I'm embarrassing. I don't care. But I should have cared. Or maybe I wouldn't have stumbled for 30 seconds while the host looked horrified. I should care more. The, this is the Cleveland Cavaliers. I am aware that they lost last night to the Sixers. Uh, but they'd won just a, a ton of games. I don't even know. Was it 17 of 18? 16 of 17? It was really impressive. And I think, and as I said on HQ, when I wasn't mumbling and bumbling and stumbling my way through that hit, uh, it should shine a spotlight on who they already were. They are the second-best defensive team in the NBA. Uh, their offensive numbers are fine, but they have Don- this guy named Donovan Mitchell. I don't know if you've heard of him. The guy is capable of going off for, for 50, even 60 in a playoff game, and they are just they are insanely, insanely deep. I, I love Evan Mobley and what he's about. Darius Garland is a great player. Jared Allen's been a stud. They've got some veterans and some guys who, Karis LeVert comes to mind, who go out there and, and get some points. I'm not saying Cleveland's going to win an NBA championship, but I think like with the Knicks, by the way, they're not on this list right now, I think Cleveland is a part of the reason that the East is really, really brutal. Number three. I'm not going to belabor the Denver Nuggets are very long. I don't care where they are in the standings. I'm aware that they lost by 182 points last night to the Milwaukee Bucks and the Doc Rivers. They're still the one of the best teams in the NBA. And they're still, for me, the favorite to come out of the West. There is a bit of cruise control that they're doing, and they're still just fine in terms of their place in the standings. Number two. Give me the thunder. Give me Oklahoma City. I know they're young, and I think, unlike my um, colleagues for a TV show podcast, five-day-a-week we're launching in the next, I think, few weeks or a few months. I'm not sure. Uh, But sometime soon with with John Gonzalez and Ashley Nicole Moss, uh, they are higher on these guys than I am in the, in the playoffs because I believe that youth matters. I, I just do. I think a lack of experience matters. But they're top five in offensive rating. They're five or six in defensive rating, depending on the moment. Shea Gilgis-Alexander is a machine. They're incredibly deep. I actually like the Gordon Hayward addition. He's injured right now because it doesn't, doesn't matter. They have so many picks. Just go get him. If he works, he works. If he doesn't, he doesn't. I mean, Jalen Williams is amazing. Chet Holmgren has gotten overshadowed by Wemby because Wemby's really come on. But that guy in any other year would be rookie of the year. They are, I mean, I know Josh Giddey's not super likable, but he is very, very good at basketball. This is a really good team. Number one. The Boston Celtics. They're, the Boston Celtics are so good. They're for, they're 41-12. and 12. They are first in offensive rating. They are third in defensive rating. The real concern with Boston, the concern around the NBA, is there are people who think Joe Missoula is not it. That he's over his skis. We're going to find out because they have to make the finals this year. I think for, for that guy to feel comfortable in that chair and that seat. But right now, in the regular season, 
and give Brad Stevens credit. And this is probably why he wins Executive of the Year over the folks in, in L.A. with the Clippers. Drew Holiday, what a steal that is when he got moved to Portland as part of that trade. And obviously, Crips Ops Porzingis. Um, would you like to guess who you think has been wrong before you push the next buttons, Tommy? I feel pretty good about this. Normally, okay. for tests and quizzes in school, I didn't feel good at all. I had a pit in my stomach. I feel pretty good I can spot what's going on here. Hit me. Uh, I do not see the Minnesota Timberwolves on these top five rankings. Uh, hit that honorable mention button. Honorable mention. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Is that, is that cleared up? Or are they too low? Uh, they are first in the Western Conference, so I'm a little bit curious they as are, to why they they're not in the top five. They also have a uh, – they're basically the same team as the Cavaliers statistically, and you could point to Anthony Edwards, who, by the way, is on pace to have more threes in his career than Steph Curry. Now, they're a game up on the Thunder. They're a game and a half up on the Clippers. They're a game and a half up on the Nuggets. I mean, it's fairly it's fairly similar. What it comes down to is I don't buy them. I don't believe it as much. I think that their defensive excellence, like Cleveland's, is not offset by offensive firepower that I'm going to trust in the playoffs like like I trust Cleveland's. Maybe I'm wrong. Some of this is a Carl Anthony Towns thing. I'm, I'm a little worried he's a lot more Kirk Cousins than he is than he is Brock Purdy. See how old Brock Purdy there. Maybe there's something in the water in Minnesota. Well, no, because Cousins had it beforehand. And Anthony Edwards is legit. Yes, I've disrespected the Timberwolves again. I I would say that I'm sorry, but I'm I'm not sorry. At least you tried. This goes to the Bucks. What effort? What if they won two games in a row? Give Doc Rivers a race. Or he already got a race? Cool. But again, I the Bucks were always gonna be or should be good in the regular season. They haven't been. It's the playoffs where I worry about them. Better luck next time. Uh, last one. This is the Knicks. I love the Knicks. They're they're banged up. They're gonna be so good. They got robbed last night, one of the worst calls I have ever seen. Against Jalen Brunson, a foul call that put uh, the other team at uh, the free throw line to win the game. It was, it was brutal. Tom, anybody you want to throw in there in, in 10 seconds? Anybody that you feel, other than the Timberwolves, deserve a little love? I mean, it's hard to wrong, be more wrong than the than the top seed in the Western Conference. I feel like we covered our bases wrong? there. I'm not saying it's wrong. To be it's more, a game. To be more wronged if you're the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're not wronged. They've been righted, righter than you'd. This is a wake-up call for these guys, okay? <laughs> I kept saying cream of the class yesterday. I'm trying to say cream of the crop on HQ. Tim Doyle loved it. I did. We'll see what Florio thought next year at CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 